Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug, at CruiseRadio.net. Jason Leffert from PopularCruising.com just returned from a three-night preview sailing aboard Disney Dream. Now, Disney Dream has been out for a couple of years, but it just underwent a massive refurb. And especially uh, for the Star Wars fans, they really like this, too, because a lot of Star Wars areas added on this ship. Jason, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks. Glad to be here again. Absolutely. Now, uh, let's take a step back. And before we get to the uh, ship itself, you're a big Star Wars fan, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so give us some pre-cruise thoughts. Like, what really geeked you out about this? Well, you know, it's one of those things that you look at the renderings uh, before they go into dry dock, and you mm-hmm. think, oh, that's going to be awesome. And even not as a kid, you know, I, I want to be a kid again because those kids' facilities are amazing on the Disney ships. And this one got a whole... A room that looks like the Millennium Falcon. So I was just eager to see that, and it came out great. So nice. Super cool. Now, you're out in California, so you had to fly to Orlando to catch the ship. So let's fast forward to embarkation. How was embarkation aboard Disney Dream at Port Canaveral? Always a breeze. They do such a good job of organizing. I think they have the queues down pat with all the theme parks, so definitely one of the easier embarkation experiences. They even announce your name as you come on board, which is always a treat. And yeah, just went to our stateroom right away uh, after it was ready. I had a deluxe family uh, ocean view stateroom with veranda, really nice room with a massive balcony. We love that thing. If you want a really big balcony, I would suggest 5160. Great room. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, let's take a step back here. How long was it from curb to you were on the ship? Oh, man, that was quick. I would say, I mean, we had to do a little bit of waiting just to check in, but I would say maybe about a half hour, maybe. Mm -hmm. Nice. Not bad at all. Yeah, I know you've been on Disney Dream before a couple times. What were your impressions this go around after the refurb? Were any of the uh, public areas touched? Yeah, they did everything, man. They they replaced all the carpets. Um, in fact, this is the only ship of the four in the fleet that I had not yet been on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been on the Disney Fantasy, That's which is right. the sister ship. Yeah. So this one is a little bit more Art Deco in style. So I was curious to see the differences. And it's just a beautiful ship, just like the Fantasy is. And, you know, you, you walk into that, you know, giant atrium of theirs and the chandelier shining bright and the, the characters are there to greet you. And it's just a blast. Love it. On these Disney sailings, does Disney, um, I don't want to say hit you in the face, but does Disney like overpower you right when you walk on the ship? You know, not really. I've had that question before, and there are subtle, uh, you know, character designs here and there, uh, even when you walk right in, but it's not like over the head uh, um, with all of the, the characters. So I, I think they just do a great job of making it a really elegant ship, first and foremost, and then they introduce characters and theming from there. Do they have hidden Mickeys on the ship? They do have a couple, so really? you have to keep an eye out. Yeah, <laughs> Nice. Very cool. So you said you had a uh, deluxe family stateroom. What were your impressions of the stateroom? Oh, man, really nice. They, they have the split bathrooms, which is really cool for privacy for families getting ready. They have a sink and a tub in one of the bathrooms and then a sink and a toilet in the other. And then the, the bedroom space was really large, great for families getting ready. Always a lot of storage, which is huge for families. And this, this, like I said, this veranda we had was massive. It was super long. A great uh, room altogether. Really happy with it. What side of the ship was that on? That was on the port side. Port side? It was it was yeah. it a standard like uh, along the side of the ship, or was it more forward or aft? It was more aft, actually. Uh-huh. So it actually was stretched a little bit longer because it actually fills up a little bit more of the width of the ship there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the superstructure that it pinches in, so it actually had a longer balcony because of it, and it was awesome. 
Let's talk about the food aboard Disney Dream, because one thing Disney does different, and we've talked about it uh, in past interviews, is they do rotational dining for the main dining rooms. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's really cool. So they have three main dining rooms, um, kind of like Princess would, but uh, instead of having one assigned to you the entire cruise, you actually rotate from evening to evening um, across the, the restaurants. And uh, you keep your same dining staff, so you get to know your servers still. And each one of the rooms has its own theme. So for the kids that might get a little bored of one restaurant across the entire cruise, they kind of keep it exciting for them and uh, give them a little bit more of a story and interaction that way, which is really cool. That's pretty funny. Like ADD is that bad these days with kids that they have to have a different <laughs> dining room every single night. Too funny. Now, outside of the main dining room, uh, what other dining options are there or that you may have hit? Yeah, for adults only, they have uh, Remy, which is themed to Ratatouille, and also Paolo, which is their Italian restaurant. Both are very nice, elegant restaurants that do come with a surcharge, but they are both very uh, well worth it. On sea days, they even have a brunch in Paolo. That's great. And, of course, they still have... Uh, you know, the grill out around by the pool and the buffet, which they call cabanas, uh, that are available to everyone. And it's also nice that all the restaurants actually serve um, sodas for free, so you don't have to pay for that. That's actually an inclusion. Interesting. Uh, now, we'll talk about Star Wars in just a couple of minutes here, but let's hit the entertainment first. So talk to us about the entertainment on board Disney Dream. Yeah, I think Disney definitely uh, has the benchmark set for entertainment just because, you know, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. um, you have the characters on stage. They really use every technique imaginable when it comes to theatrical productions. Uh, everything from, you know, puppetry to pyrotechnics even on stage, which is incredible. And then you step outside and they even have the fireworks at sea. Uh, now that Norwegian is no longer doing that on their ships, they are exclusive to having that again. And it's just so magical to be out at sea and see, you know, a pirate-themed uh, fireworks show. It's just the coolest thing ever. Is it cool? Like, is it choreographed to music kind of like the, at Walt Disney World? It is. And awesome. it's a five-minute show, which is actually pretty decent for um, considering it's on a ship. Yeah, it's yeah. It's really incredible. <laughs> That That's so cool. Very nice. Let's talk about some adults-only areas, because a lot of people think of Disney and think of, oh my gosh, you're going to be surrounded by kids. But uh, I was reading, because I've never sailed Disney, that's, that's not really the case. No, in fact, I just wrote an article about this in Cruise Travel Magazine about how you can really go on the Disney ships as an adult and really enjoy it. And the, you know, the truth is the kids love their area so much that they want to stay there, mm -hmm. and the adults can escape uh, pretty easily and not have screaming children everywhere, and it's nice. They, they actually add, uh, added some things... I didn't add some things, but they really enhanced some things um, to the district, which is the kind of the adults-only area on the Dream. Uh, they've added some new drinks, uh, new champagne cocktails for their uh, pink lounge, and then they've also added 16 beers on tap to the 687 Pub, which was really cool. Nice. Uh, as far as the outside area goes, like Carnival has Serenity, Princess has the Sanctuary. Does Disney have anything like that? They do, and that actually is one area where they did add something, which is Satellite Falls. In the very front of the ship on the top deck, they have... Uh, one of the communication satellites. And what they've done now is they've actually added a little pool beneath it uh, that's shaded, and there's a curtain of water that kind of you know just falls all the way around it, kind of a little serene area, and a lot of shade up there, and uh, also areas you can sunbathe as well, and it's just a great spot. Nice. Uh, let's switch gears here and talk about uh, Star Wars. Of course, the movie coming out next month, and a lot of people are all jacked up about it. What kind of Star Wars additions were given to Disney Dream? Yeah, they took an area in the Disney Oceaneer Club and uh, removed what was the Explorer Pod. It was like a little submarine area. And they put in literally the Millennium Falcon. And the detail in this thing is incredible. I, I mean, I wanted to be there as an adult, like I said, because it looks just like it came off the set of the movie. 
incredible little cockpit area where you can go and sit and uh, there's two seats there and you kind of pilot uh, and there's video that shows you going into the different you know, universes within Star Wars. They even have programming throughout the day where you can even learn how to be a, what they call you know, a Padawan learner of, mm-hmm. of the Jedi <laughs> and actually use the Force to move objects within the room, which is really cool. They demonstrated that for us. It's just one of those things, man, where you know you, you go in there and there's R2-D2 and you can talk to them and interacts. It was just like, wow. I was, I'm was i looking at it like, okay, if they did this in such a small room here, what is it going to look like when they do Star Wars uh, in the theme parks, which we now know that they're going to do. So I'm just looking forward to all of this now. It, it Was all these uh, Star Wars areas just for kids or could anybody partake? Well, it's just for kids ordinarily, but they do have open house hours. So mm-hmm. the parents during those times can come in or the adults without children can come in and enjoy everything. And that I definitely took advantage of. <laughs> I think it would be cool to add some adult Star Wars spaces. I agree. And yeah. uh, in fact, they are going to do on the Disney Fantasy Star Wars Days at Sea, uh, mm-hmm. which will be available for the entire family. They're going to have programming. So that would be something to look forward to for adults. Is Disney going to do any like first run Star Wars movies or anything next month when it comes out? Yeah, in fact, uh, anytime the Disney movie comes out on land, uh, let's say at midnight for a screening, they have the exact same availability on board. So when Episode 7 comes out at midnight on the Eastern Seaboard, it's going to be right there on board the Disney Fantasy and the Disney Dream. Nice. Is that uh, complimentary as well? It is, yep. That's they include all that. Nice. Really cool. So, of course, during the refurb, everybody geeked out about Star Wars, but uh, there were other additions, too. Yeah. Also, in the, the uh, Kids Club, they added Disney Infinity, which is their video game, which is really cool. So, they basically took um, the game and made it kind of life-size. You can actually go there and play all the different figures that are available, um, and even some that aren't even out yet. And they even have a life-size base that you can play, and it kind of tracks your movements, and you can play on a larger screen, and it's really fun. Beyond that, also for the families, they added Bibbidi Boppity Boutique, which is the makeover experience that's available in the parks where um, kids, young girls can become princesses and boys can become pirates. That's really fun. And uh, lastly, I would say is the Vanellope Sweets and Treats they added on the top deck uh, around the pool, which is an area for premium ice cream sundaes uh, and different candies. And they do still offer the free ice cream, but I would definitely recommend trying this out because one, the room is really well themed. It's themed to the Wreck-It Ralph movie, which is awesome. And the ice cream was actually reasonably priced. It was around two fifty for a single scoop. And the Sundays were like under $13 and really tasty. Great selection of ice creams. Check it out. And also one more thing is on the top deck for the families, they added the funnel puddle pool, which is a little splash pool, which is fun with a little... Actually, it's Donald's hat that supposedly flew off of the aqueduct, <laughs> landed here, and there's a little puddle there for him. So it's pretty cool. And they've also added the case of the stolen show Muppet game to the midship detective agency, which is also fun for the little scavenger hunt around the ship. Have you, uh, have you been watching the Muppets? I have. I love that show. Yeah, it's, it, the sarcasm is so yes. funny in there. It's it's great. So you were on a three-night sailing um, out of Cape Canaveral. Uh, what ports did you hit? Uh, we went to Nassau, Bahamas, and also to Castaway Key, their private island. What are your thoughts of Castaway? I love Castaway. I think it's the best private island. Again, just the level to detail that's on board the ship uh, is applied to everything off the ship. And this time I went snorkeling for the first time. And it's really cool. They have a whole area there. They've actually taken one of the old 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride vehicles from Mm -hmm. Disney World back in the day and actually submerged it there. And you can actually see that. And it was a blast. Nice. With Castaway, of course, they have a pier there. So the ship docks. There's no tendering back and forth from the ship to the actual pier itself. What other things makes it stand out? Um, Just the attention to detail for families, Mm -hmm. um, for kids' activities. And if you want to, as an adult, get away, they have their own Serenity uh, Bay area. So just the fact that they've taken the same approach to um, either joining together as a family or separating out for your own relaxation, they've applied that onto the uh, 
the island, and again, just the level of detail and the cleanliness is top-notch. This might be a random question, but um, a lot of the cruise line private islands, they don't have much shade, and they want to kind of entice you to either buy a clamshell or a cabana. How is the shade situation on Castaway? Very good, actually. They have a lot of um, just, not tents, but I would say uh, umbrellas all the way around. And uh, they do have cabanas that are offered as well, but they do have a lot of shade even if you don't want to buy those. Okay, very nice. And uh, what did you do in Nassau? Nassau just stayed on board, actually. Mm -hmm. Just took advantage of the ship. Did a lot of people get off in Nassau where you had the the run of the ship to yourself? Yeah, that's always kind of a a trick that I I suggest is just to stay on board um, in port because you look at the aqueduct or water slide. It's really a good opportunity to get on that with a shorter line. How is that slide? It's fun. I, it's it's an aqua coaster, as they say. So it kind of goes up and down like a roller coaster would, and it actually cantilevers out over the side of the ship, and it's translucent. Uh, pretty fun ride, I have to say. I've been docked next to Disney Dream and Fantasy before, and I've seen this coaster on there. Does it go uphill at any point? It does actually, yeah. So they actually propel you with like a a jet of water. Um, so it's like up and down, just like a roller coaster. It's really sweet. And could it propel my two hundred and pound self up there? Yeah, it can, actually, okay. surprisingly. Yeah, it okay. can have two people at a time even on it. So Very nice. Well, uh, in closing here, Jason, do you have any first-time tips for people sailing Disney Dream? I would say just know that there's going to be more to do on board than you're really going to have time for on a three- or four-day cruise. So mm-hmm. either consider staying on for two back-to-back or um, just know that you'll have plenty to enjoy when you come back. And your final thoughts of Disney Dream? Just a beautiful ship. Now that they've added everything new, just incredible uh, design all the way around. Beautiful ship, always well-maintained. Love it. We've been talking with Jason Leopard from PopularCruising.com. We'll link to his coverage from Disney Dream in the show notes at CruiseRadio.net. Jason, my friend, thanks for being on the show. Look forward to seeing you soon. My pleasure. Thanks. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through CruisingExcursions.com. Why Cruising Excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So whether you're looking to zip line in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.